1: I want to take a closer look at how the lockdowns are affecting business, especially small business, and some of the anomalies that are making the rules hard to swallow for a lot of people. One of the big ones, notably big box stores, mostly American, can stay open and sell the kinds of things that shuttered small businesses are stuck with. So, for instance, uh, you can go to a big box store and buy some flowers and line up to get them, but you can't get it from your local floor who you may have been dealing with for 20 years. Anyway, I would like people's experiences with that. 416-360-0740, toll-free 866 740 4740 The Canadian Federation of Independent Business wants the province to amend the lockdown rules. We're going to be checking in with Ryan Malo and with two small business owners. Madeline Amson is the manager of Bang Hair Salon, which has been closed since yesterday. And Donna Dewar, who has talked to us many times, is the co-owner of Mildred's Temple Kitchen here in Liberty Village. It's a restaurant that's been limited to takeout and delivery for some time. Hello, everyone. Hi, Libby. Uh, Hi. Hi. Let's begin with Madeline. You've been shuttered since yesterday. Uh, First of all, did you have a big surge before you closed?
2: We did you know typically we are closed Sundays and Mondays, uh, but when we heard the announcement on Friday, uh, we decided to open later Saturday, and we opened for a full day on Sunday as well, just to try to accommodate the people that would have been coming in this week. okay, so uh, what would you say
1: you did you did one week's worth of business on the weekend? Probably about that yeah <laughs> it was it was pretty busy. I, I'm sure that, uh, that that the same was true in a lot of salons. Uh, also in the uh, hair salon, Manny Petty Place, that, that I go to up the street from our house. Um, but what happens after that? So you have you have a week of money. Uh, what happens after that?
2: So we're actually going to operate very similarly to the first time that we went into lockdown. So you know, of course, our bread and butter is being behind the chair and actually, you know having clients in, but we're switching to a retail-based approach. So what we have set up is we are going to be selling our full line of retail products. We have color kits as well as hair treatments. We do also have a link on our website to purchase gift certificates for future services. So we're just talking ears there. We're going to have everything set up for uh, contactless pickup or delivery
1: okay well i this is a, a, a sort of amusing story uh, When I walked in to do uh, the promo that I do just before ten a m every morning, I did not recognize our wonderful operator Jordan. Because, uh, he had got, just gotten a haircut, which transformed him and new glasses and the mask. So, uh, um, but, uh, yeah, he, he said that he'd been nervous about going to a barber. And so his father watched tutorials online and did I have to say a fantastic job cutting his hair but that's great but but uh, personally I would not want to be called on to cut anyone's hair especially (laughs) my own Uh, (laughs) so uh, yeah I mean uh, Madeline uh, I'm I hope that you will be able to operate like that Uh, let's go to Donna you've been uh, limited to take out and delivery for how long now and how's it going
3: well, Libby, we've been, I'm not sure what lockdown we're in now, but indoor dining, uh, this is the third go around for indoor dining. And, um, I, I, you know, I don't know what to say. <laughs> kind of speechless. I, um, I will say, I will say something to the comment about the big box stores and, you know, the ability people have to go and buy things there. What we've discovered with our client, and particularly our base in Liberty Village, is how people have been very supportive of our small businesses and are pivoting to doing their shopping through our, uh, our online store and our pantry. So, you know, I'm, I've got my faith in humanity out there that people will do the right thing and support the small businesses.
1: Well, some some people will, or or to the extent that they can. Ryan Malo, what are you proposing as as changes
4: to the rules? Yeah. So first of all, I'm I'm very glad to hear that that small business support is out there. We know we've seen it in poll numbers, but it's very good to hear that uh, we're seeing it on the ground. <clears throat> for for us, one of the the biggest frustrations coming out of this from our members is on the retail side, and that's really because of the time of year it is. I mean, this is the The holiday shopping season is usually the busiest and best time of year for retailers. And this year, more so than others, really is make or break for them. They need a strong November, December. Uh, Otherwise, odds are with the traditionally lean January, February, March, they're going to get shut down and they're not going to come back. That's going to be permanent.
1: You've Uh,
4: you've estimated
1: 160,000 permanent business closures across the country
4: that's what we're looking at potentially. And that was before these lockdown measures came in. I expect that number is a little bit higher right now. We're looking at about 14% of all small businesses in Canada being at risk. um, And that's sort of the medium number.
1: And, and so what, what are you proposing?
4: So we're, we're looking to the government to uh, adopt a a made in Ontario COVID-19 retail policy to allow some in-store shopping during the holiday season. I mean, we, we cannot wrap our heads around the idea that your local independent bookstore has been told it is not safe to buy a book here. You need to be shut down, but you can purchase the same book in a Walmart with 300 other people. That just doesn't make sense to us. So we're looking to the government to, again, we understand the need for health restrictions, but to allow some capacity in for some in-store shoppers uh, to help give those businesses a fighting chance during the holiday season.
1: Yeah, I, I have to tell you, this is just personal experience because I've tried to make a point during stage two of shopping locally in small places as opposed to uh, anything like department or big big box stores and uh, it feels safer that because, you know, the, it, it said, you know, there's one person or two people or three people at a time and you can just look through the window. And if you don't like the way things look, you don't have to go in. It's not a matter. You've gone somewhere, you've parked the car, you've paid for parking, blah, blah. Uh, so it is kind of, uh, hard to understand what is behind those rules. Um, Madeline, do you think that the rules governing you are, are fair?
2: Well, we definitely think that we've been taking every precaution possible and then some. You know, we're naturally trained in infection control in our space. So um, we've gone above and beyond. Uh, so we really do wish that we could have stayed open, and especially during, uh, like you said, the busiest time of year. This is the busiest time of year for us. Um, so in terms of fairness, you know it's not it's not the best thing right now. Um, but you know this is the situation we're in and health and safety will always be paramount, so we just have to adapt. But I do agree with with the smaller businesses being able to better control who comes in your space and being able to monitor it better. You know, in a big department store, they don't have enough staff to be able to oversee everything and everyone in that space oh yeah so I, I really do yeah. think it's unfair in that respect
1: mm-hmm. um what about this idea ryan malo i mean in in manitoba big box stores are open but they are not allowed to sell certain things the premier said that because of their SKUs, it would be a nightmare because essential and non-essential goods are mixed up together um you know i i don't particularly think that's true in every location. I mean, I've uh, been to a Walmart and the food is on a, almost on a separate floor. Uh, I've been to a Canadian tire where the automotive is on a separate floor.
4: Uh, do you buy that argument? No. And, and quite frankly, if it's too hard for the Walmarts and the Costcos of the world to control, I've got 42,000 members here in Ontario that will gladly pick up the slack so that they can shut down and get their gear in order. I mean, fact of the matter is is that, uh, uh, as, as was just pointed out, as a small business owner, you know where your customers are, you know where your employees are, you know where your products are um, so that you can keep people safe in your spaces. Um, they really have gone above and beyond. They haven't just uh, met the provincial asks when it comes to health and safety requirements. Oftentimes, they've exceeded them. Um, so, no, I, I don't buy it all from the, the premier that you know, we... We held off on Walmart because it was too difficult. Because fact of the matter is, if, if that's the case, then it's the WalMarts that should be shut down and the small businesses that should be open.
1: Well, uh, the phones are starting to fill up, so uh, let's go to Jillian Hamilton. Hi, Jillian. Hi. How are you? Fine. How are you?
5: I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having taking my call. Um, I'm so I am a retail worker in a big box store, mm-hmm. and the first thing I want to just say because so I'm calling anonymously, so I'm just going to put out what I think in an honest way. First of all, hats off, and my heart goes out to these small businesses, these local mom-pop shops that are really trying to make a living, support their families, support their communities. I can tell you I don't think it's fair at all, and I will say something that Malone said earlier about the big-box stores. I can tell you, you know, as an employee, that there is no control, even if you have 150 people in a big box retail store that is American, I don't want to mention the name of the store, but I want to tell you from what I've observed in the last nine to 11 months is there isn't control. You can't. Why? Staff shortage, staff shortages. You know, we have staff that are burnt out, you know, that are taking time off. They've been given time by the companies to take time off. And so I'm just, I'm as a retail, Employee, but also as a customer, I'm frustrated by the whole situation for these small businesses. I really don't think it's fair. It's very frustrating. And as a retail worker in corporate in these big American box stores, it is very heartbreaking to see the, it just seems one sided. It just doesn't seem fair at all. So I can really identify and I can tell you as a worker in retail for these companies that It isn't fair. It's it's really the government's got to do something to streamline this, to give opportunity to the small businesses, just as they do the big box like Walmart, Home Depot, all these other places.
1: Julie, I'm sure they appreciate your sentiment, and um, it's uh, very generous of you as as an employee, but uh, don't you appreciate that you have work and a paycheck?
5: Well, (laughs) that's a good question. Right now, I'm actually off on a leave, for stress. And um, I have to tell you that, unfortunately, a lot of it is because of the lack of control in the big box stores. Uh, we have, I'll tell you on an average, and I'm not going to speak of the store, but I will tell you on average, we have two to 3,000 people come through our door every day. Wow. Every day. Every day. Every day. Especially Fridays and Saturdays that's our busiest days. And when you see that many people coming through your store as a worker, you can't social distance. It's impossible. If you as a as a customer you're going in a big box store, you know that people aren't social distancing. There's only so many people around patrolling. They've got security at the doors counting the number of people coming in, but as far as social distancing and sanitization it's almost impossible i can tell you as a worker to wipe down my station every customer we would be backed up for miles jilly uh all the best to you and and thank you very much
1: for that thank you okay. and
5: again you know but the best to all these small business owners my heart goes out to you and i wish you all the best thank you okay uh,
3: your reaction to that uh donna well, you know, I, I think it would be wonderful if for your listeners and certainly all of our customers of small businesses that maybe this is the year they step back and take a real hard look at what the value of the, of the spirit of giving in the holiday season is all about. And, and yeah, step away from those big box stores. Do you really need those things? Do you need to give those extravagant? excessive gifts out and support your local business and and I I really feel that the people of Toronto especially where we're in in, in lockdown Toronto and Peel I think we're gonna see that spirit come to life and I really so because it is it is not fair that um, they have the advantage to keep their doors open when I agree it's much safer I feel much safer going into my little local places on Roncesvalles supporting all of the the butcher shops and the little grocers there because I see the precautions that they take.
1: Um, Ryan, what's your reaction to that? I mean, personally, uh, it's a great sentiment, I guess. Uh, uh, the proof will be in the pudding as we get closer to Christmas. Will people do that? What, what's your reaction to what Jilly was saying?
4: Yeah, I mean, first of all, I... I have a tremendous amount of respect for anybody who works in frontline retail, big or small. I mean, those people often are overworked and rarely get the the respect that they deserve. So kudos, kudos to them and I, I know appreciate the the stress leaves on the side of things too. Um but I would echo the sentiment uh that was just said that you know this this year, one of the best things you can do, not just for your friends and family, but for your community, is to give the gift of local. Uh, I mean, big box stores are a little better than Amazon in the sense that at least they pay some, some local taxes, but not the same way that the volume of your local businesses do. And losing those isn't just the business owner, not just their employees that lose out. The whole community loses out when a small business is forced to close. Those are tax dollars that are no longer going towards paving roads or building schools. That's charitable, local charitable causes not being supported. In a lot of cases, that's a, a name on the back of a kid's hockey sweater that's no longer there. Um, so please, as, as best you can. And it's, it's,
1: um, it's not just that. I, I live near St. Clair West, and uh, while that right-of-way was going in for years, we had, you know, businesses being shuttered at empty storefronts, and the neighborhood is now vibrant again. And we don't want to see it go back to the bad old days.
4: That's exactly it. And, and not, just, not just for, you know, uh, losing your, your local favorites, but even from an economic recovery standpoint. The more businesses that close down, the longer it is going to take us to recover. It's not to say that there won't always be retailers or restaurants or salons or gyms, that those things won't come back. But it takes a lot of time to start up a business, a lot of effort, a lot of risk on behalf of the owner taking that leap. Um, and and the more that are able to to be open when it becomes time to reopen, the better off the whole province is going to be.
1: Okay, I'm going to try to get to a couple more callers uh, Callers, like you've got, maybe 20 seconds each. Barry in North York?
4: Afternoon. Hi. I have a question for you and your panel, and that is if every single listener listening to this complained to the Premier and their MPP about what's going on, what do you think the result would be?
1: Okay, we'll have to wait for the answer there. Thanks for the question, Barry. Okay. And Stan in Toronto, what do you think? Thanks. Hello. Hello, yes.
5: Yeah, uh, charity starts at home. What that means is we need to stop, well, not us or you or I, but Trudeau needs to stop giving our jobs to people overseas in China. We need to stop bringing so many people here at our expense of this fiscal crisis situation where we are frail, frail and fragile. It doesn't make sense for, say, Air China to keep on coming in or to bring any more people here as Trudeau wants to have 1.7 million. I don't million, understand what you're saying, Stan. And- uh-
1: I mean that's uh completely uh, irrelevant as a matter of fact we were going to do a a um, segment on immigration because a lot of people who are all set to come here uh they can't come in because of lockdown and it's problematic and uh we actually have to bring more people in to work in areas like healthcare where we have shortages um Anyway, uh, we are almost out of time, so I'm going to give each of our panelists 20
2: seconds, uh, starting with Madeline. Um, so as as far as the first question, I think, you know, all we can do is try. You know, if all, all of the listeners, you know, uh, did did their part and, and spoke up and tried to advocate for change, you know, we can only hope that something can come of it. Uh, I just want to echo the sentiment of, support small support local I believe that uh, people are really becoming aware of the importance of where they spend their money and uh, we'll we'll be able to see what comes of that and hopefully as many small, small businesses as possible make it out of this a second time donna
3: yes I I, I have the exact same sentiment and um, you know I wish everybody the best of the holiday season and I would just say one thing to our political uh, uh, People, if you are are going to open us up before the holidays, uh, which I I suspect may be unlikely, I, I think that this has to be a very measured approach to how we start to open up businesses again, and a lot of thought needs to go into that.
4: Yeah, you would hope so. And Ryan, yeah, absolutely agree. And I would say, if you've got the time to write your MPP or the Premier, absolutely do it. But please, if you are able, spend your holiday dollars locally. One of the best things you can do. Is spend at a local business. If you can't, tell everyone about your favorites and ask them to do the same. Okay.
1: Uh, Thank you all. And uh, let's hope for the best. And we will keep checking in on all of this. And of course, we'll keep you informed about any of those tweaks that may happen. Thank you so much, Madeline Amson, Donna Dewar, and Ryan Malo. Thank Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you, Libby. Bye-bye. And that is all the time we have for
3: today.